0: It's the BoxCast Podcast. I'm Gary, Community Manager. Welcome back. Today, I'm very excited to introduce to you one of my favorite humans on the face of the earth. He's a great guy. He's also a local pastor here in the Ohio area, but before we get there, let me just direct your attention down to the descriptions below. Listen, if you are interested in anything with BoxCast related, we've got a new product called Sites Out. It's an amazing tool to help you build a custom website for your church. Please go right into the description. Go ahead and click that button. Again, hit the like, subscribe, and also share this out with your friends. That helps the algorithm get us to where we want to be. We love doing content like this where we can talk with people who help you in the local church space. All right, enough that let's get into our discussion today today we're going to talk with matt miller out of worship team coach he is the ceo and owner of the platform and he is here to discuss with us about everything Worship Team Coach related and what they do. And we're going to kind of dive in a little bit about how you can become a more effective leader in your worship. The, the sole purpose
1: of why Worship Team Coach exists you know, is based on Ephesians 4, 11 and 12, right? You know, right. We, we're, we exist to equip and empower worship leaders so they can empower and equip their teams, right? It's based off Ephesians 4, 11 and 12, that our role as ministry leaders is to you know equip the saints to do the work of ministry and that's 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 why we exist and, and that's why I'm so passionate about what we do because there's so many people that are that are that are just trying to to get through Sunday and there's mm-hmm. that Sunday after Sunday grind you know they're on that Sunday treadmill and a lot of leaders are just kind of Sunday driven managers right and so we want to make sure that we're able to develop our people not just musically but relationally and spiritually as well because
0: that's really what we should be doing all right matt hey how are you buddy I'm doing good, Gary. How you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic. It's good to see you. I'm glad that you're, you know, you're hanging in there. It seems yeah. like summer's been good to you.
1: Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah. It's it's nice to you know we're getting ready to kinda of launch stuff in fall and everybody's
0: kind of back in the swing of things and Uh, yeah, kind of, you know, the restart of a new season. It's great. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad that you uh, gave me the opportunity to talk with you here. I am so excited because um, we are not related, but we have some relation and friendships between other people. But I really liked what Worship Team Coach was doing. And so when i kind of found out more about the the product and the service. I wanted to dive in a little more. I wanted to get into the know and I wanted to bring you on because we have a lot of people in our space here since Boxcast works and helps churches. We have a lot of people in the church space who actually need what you guys provide. So why don't you do that for me? Give me a little bit of background about yourself and worship team coach and what it is you guys do.
1: Yeah. So myself, uh, you know, I'm a sinner saved by the grace of God uh, on that. There's, there's no, nothing else besides that. Right. (laughs) And so I've been a worship you know, person. I don't want to get into titles and that type of stuff, but I've been a, been in ministry for a long time. And uh, at, a, at a previous church, I was looking for some resources to you know, help equip my team because uh, I, I couldn't do it all by myself. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was kind of like that full time volunteer, but we were working a job as well, that type of thing. And so I was looking for some resources, specifically like a worship team devotional. And, and I stumbled upon a resource uh, from from John Nickel. And it was called Heart Check. That was the devotion and kind of looking through more of his resources that he offered to to worship teams. Uh, the first course I really dug or you know dug into would have been uh, Lead Worshipper 101. And I was like, oh, that, that's, mm. kind of, you know, right. And so I checked mm-hmm. that out and got that for my team. And uh, and then I really just kind of drank the Kool-Aid. <laughs> all the worship team resources to be honest with you and so got to got to know john a lot and and went through all of his his material and you know i was a i was a coaching client of his and then i actually came on board on staff as you know as a coach and and then you know earlier this year john reached out to me and and asked me if i would be interesting you're interested in acquiring the company and i was mm. like all right yeah let's go man and i mean because like from day one of just you know, working with John, I remember my wife was like, you're going to own this one day. And I was like, that'd be cool. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I just, I really, you know, believed in in the resources that John was providing for people I mean, the, the content was amazing. And so I was just a, you know, a satisfied customer. Right. And so when John offered me the opportunity to, you know, purchase the company, I jumped right on it. right? And, okay. and so, yeah, we, we've, uh, we've been, you know, head coach now, for you know since june one so a few months now and things have been great uh and you know the the, the sole purpose of why worship team coach exists you know is based on ephesians 4 11 and 12 right you right. know where we, we exist to equip and empower worship leaders so they can empower and equip their teams right based off ephesians 4 11 and 12 that our role as ministry re- re- leaders is to you know equip the saints to do the work of ministry and that's 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 why we exist. And, and that's why I'm so passionate about what we do, because there's so many people that are that are that are just trying to to get through Sunday. And there's mm-hmm. that Sunday after Sunday grind, you know, they're on that Sunday treadmill. And a lot of leaders are just kind of Sunday driven managers. Right. And so we want to make sure that we're able to develop our people, not just musically, but relationally and spiritually as well, because that's really what we should be doing.
0: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's all that's exactly what um Worship leaders or just in general leadership needs to be about, right, and is, mm-hmm. is maintain that focus. We'll get into more of that here in just a little bit. Cool. But So a Worship Team Coach actually has multiple pieces to it. I know that, right? Um, mm-hmm. There's Worship Team Coach and then there's Worship Workshop. Correct. Can you give me a little bit about what Worship Workshop is?
1: Yeah, so Worship Workshop is our online team training platform. Right. So that is done for you content that is specifically for for your team. And we have some pathways that they that they kind of walk through. And so that's worship workshop. So that's all the stuff for for team training development. And then worship team coach is more for the actual worship leader. That's where we dive into our systems that we use for ministry, you know, our onboarding system, our song selection system, our, our training and development system, like all these systems that we use and and being able to kind of, you know, renovate those systems of, of ministry to be able to, to multiply and duplicate leaders. So I tell yeah. people it's like the, the, the not flashy stuff, right? So we, we've been like just the masters of the mundane. Like, you know, I guarantee if, if there's you know, worship leaders watching this right now, uh, I'm sure a lot of them probably don't have, you know, just a, a tried and true process for getting somebody on the team and then training and developing them through and then having them be able to mentor and lead another person. Right. And we just have right. this like, stuff done for you, almost to the point where it's like just insert church name here and then take <laughs> this and run with it. You know, <laughs> so we, again, Masters of the Mundane and and, you know, just providing resources for, for people that actually saves them time because there's a lot of leaders out there who are you know, just trying the best that they can and mm-hmm. they might still be working a job and that type of thing. And, and they're just they're just trying to get through the four to five songs and hoping everybody shows up on Thursday night for rehearsal or right. some of them don't even have rehearsal mid midweek. They're just praying everybody comes on Sunday
0: right, right. They're they're like, hey, let's an just an make this before. work you know yeah oh, And nice. they're doing that rehearsal yeah. an hour before service oh yeah yeah
1: and that's you know, so my question for them is like how's how's that working out for
0: you right yeah well yeah, i mean right. sometimes it works sometimes it don't last time you
1: had a sunday off and you didn't get that distress call
0: right know? no there has never been a sunday <laughs> that i haven't got that distress call never <laughs> been a working. Sunday.
1: The live stream's going down
0: you know <laughs> all these
1: things. yeah i've had people call me crazy i can't hear me my ears are all jacked up
0: yeah. Right. All that well, and then you got you got sister Crystal walking back and forth, crying and hugging onto a, you know the blankets that are available because it's too cold in the building. Yeah, yes. and yeah. then she doesn't know what's going on. No, I completely get that, man. Yeah, <laughs> no, we I've had that call so many times on a Sunday morning. In fact, I've had it on a Saturday night, which is like you're on vacation, you're like just getting settled in. Yeah, I know that Yeah, you see, so. that, you see that you see that come up on your phone. You're like. <sighs> I mean, should paid. I answer this?
1: one of our core values is actually tripling people's time off.
0: Oh, okay. And,
1: and so we like believe that. like you know, there's 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 three types of Sundays that you know the 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 leader or facilitator or whatever title you know you give that worship person or persons right. Sure. Uh, you know, there's three types of Sundays, and, you know one is the Sunday where you're just you're just off right? I mean, you're away, you're not at church, you're not like, you're not visiting another church, you're not at a conference. I mean, you're, you are away, like kind of your Sabbath Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, and a lot of, a lot of leaders don't get that, right? Uh, And so the the next one is the Sunday that you're, you're off the platform, but you're in a, in a pew or a chair or whatever, right? And it's because it's important for the congregation to see you as, as a worshiper as well, like kind of among them, right? Mm -hmm. And because if Sunday morning can't happen, without the leader then that's on the leader right and so that's that's kind of the second one and then the third sunday off is like where they're at like a conference for like continue education or or, or something like that uh but yeah so we, we just find that a lot of leaders don't even you know have like three sundays off a year right yeah yeah, yeah. And, and so we, we just feel like that's just like you know that's just that's poor systems right we believe that you know every people problem can be traced back to a system problem mm-hmm. and, uh, mm-hmm. so we talk a lot about being three deep and like kind of like a depth chart. Right. Uh, right. Like using a sports analogy there a Little uh, coaching and, action. Right. Yeah. And not. Yeah. <laughs> and not just the you know, three deep in terms of like, hey, we got three drummers. We got three acoustic guitars. It's like, you know, you got a three deep yourself. Right. Right. If you have yeah. three people that can do everything that you do on a regular Sunday morning and throughout the week, like if you don't have three people who can do the planning center stuff. If you don't have yeah. three people who can lead a devotional, if you don't have three people who can who can open a service, who can close a service, right, uh, or you're gathering, whatever you call your Sunday morning time, right? Uh, if, if, if you don't have three people that can do what you do, then then you're not an effective leader, right? Because if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, right, and sun, it's like Sunday's still coming, right, whether I'm here or not. And so we have to have that mindset of like, we have to re- be able to remove ourselves from the platform. And Sunday mornings still happen well, mm-hmm. right? because if it's mm-hmm. fully relying on just us being there, that's not sustainable. Right. And it, it creates that you kind of like that, that rock star mentality of like, well, you know, it's just different when I'm not there. Like, no, nah, just swallow your pride, bro. It ain't about you. You know, <laughs> and so, <laughs> that so, makes you know, sense. It's, you know, It's about, again, developing leaders. Right. Yeah. And uh, again, that's that's the hard way, though. Because it's a lot easier, and like I'm sure people are watching this. Of like, well, it's just easier if I just go up there and lead every song. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a lot easier, and it probably sounds really good, right? Right,
0: but that yeah. developmental thing of being a leader requires you to delegate properly. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Man, yeah. And it's the
1: thing. Like, look, man, the church doesn't want to hear you sing every song, bro. Like, <laughs> man, and I'm kind of, I'm like, I'm talking to myself like you know, 15 years ago.
0: Yeah, they're, they're, you're right. <laughs> I was going to say, and, you're and I, say stuff, I say
1: all this stuff, yeah, because I was that guy, you know. And it's like, well, I have, the, I have the degree in music education, right? Mm, you know, and so mm. I, I know how to do this. And I've, I've been in ministry for a long time. And, you know, mm. I went to a, a Bible college, right? That, that type of stuff. It's like, dude,
0: that was a good Mr. Monopoly impression. I'm well, thank you. There we go. Yeah. yeah good job. <laughs> Mr. Monopoly already joining us for the podcast episode today. That was really good. Yeah.
1: You know, just a little, a little guest appearance. You know, So I'm going to ask
0: you if you could do maybe Mario next time. Uh, like you know,
1: I, it's, it, that's going to cost. I think it's a free interview, right?
0: Oh, so, this is, well, um, I mean, well, uh, technically oh, okay. it is free. Yeah. It is, right? Yeah. 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 There we go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Put a Thrivecart link in the bottom, right? Just click
0: that. That's right. Go. Shop uh, now, guys, right in the description. Right. Well, let's go. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> so well, the, you. Go ahead, man.
0: Yeah. No, you're good, man. I was going to say, you once said to me that uh, when you start developing great people, you cannot help but have great Sundays. and I I feel that that's like a, a pivotal statement that you've made to me, mm-hmm. um, and I'm sure you've used it many, many times in the past, which is why it's something that has I, I, you said it, I haven't even taken all of the courses, but yeah. I, I've gone in and I've, I'm like, I'm realizing that as a worship tech leader, right, in our church. The guy handling all the ministry side that handles like online and audio and all that jazz—that it, it applies as well. So when when you actually start developing great people, you can't help but have great Sundays. So do me a favor, Matt. Elaborate just a little bit more on why developing great people is is on the forefront that leads to great Sundays.
1: Yeah, well, first of all, that, you know, that phrase, you know, came from John Nickel and came from his book, you know, Exceptional Every Sunday, this white one back here. Yeah, that, that one uh, links in the bottom of the description to, to get that book. It's awesome. <laughs> and so that's really kind of the whole premise for, for, for that book is, you know, any team can have a great Sunday every once in a while. You know, you think of the heavy hitter Sundays, you think of the Christmas Eve services, you think of, mm-hmm. Easter, you know, the, the, those types of things where it's like, oh, man, that was awesome. Right. And it's like, that's just that's just not reality. I mean, it, it, it's, if you're only trying to get, you know, great Sundays, then it's you're, you're never going to have consistency. And so we just right. firmly believe that if you build a great team of great people, then you can't help but have great Sundays because stuff's going to happen on Sunday morning. And I don't care how many rock stars you have on the platform. If they're not great people, it's still it, it's not going to be good. Right. right. And you know, right. we have this other phrase that we say, like, you know, toxic trumps talent every day of the week. Right. I don't care if Chris Tomlin walks through the doors of my church and says, "Hey, I want to be on the worship team." If he's a jerk, he's not on the team, right? I don't know, I don't know Chris Tomlin personally. I'm sure you're a great guy, dude. We love the music, you know, uh, or love the music that you that you capitalize on that other people write. You know what I mean?
0: Uh, well, you better we better tell Chris right now. I mean, just sorry, Chris, buddy. You're not. Uh, yeah, we love you, but you're not. Sorry, yeah, can't be anyway, on no. the worship team. No,
1: <laughs> no sorry. Sorry. I mean, if you're watching, Chris. Yeah, I mean, yeah, appreciate it, man. Yeah. Uh, he would have to text the word worship to our Texan church line. And then he goes into this. <laughs> right, uh, That's the same process for everybody. Uh, anyway, uh, point being, we we have to we have to develop, you know, people first. And, you know, so if someone were to, to walk into like our Thursday night rehearsal and this is the way I coach, you know, all, all my all my you know, coaching clients. Is that, you know, again, we have to develop our teams musically, relationally and spiritually. But if someone were to walk in, they would see at six fifty five, they would see a five minute countdown for rehearsal right and then at seven o'clock we start and we start with a worship team devotional that's led by somebody else other than me right and then we go into kind of like a a training time like a maybe a worship workshop lesson or uh you know maybe we do some game film review what i call like we'll watch the live stream like on mute and Mm -hmm. and then we'll kind of ask each other hey do we look prepared do are we engaging the congregation like there's all these things and and then we get to kind of the music part. And then we then we wrap up in prayer. And I I could just tell you that when you only allow, you know, your team at rehearsal to, to play for twenty or thirty minutes, they're not able to learn the song at rehearsal. So then they have to practice on their own time. Right. I was gonna because say that remote. Practice, practice is, right. Yeah, practice is personal, rehearsal is relational. Right. Right. The rehearsals is we're just putting together all the collective efforts of everybody's individual practice and and Mm -hmm. one unified sound. Right. I but what I I mean about developing great people is we have to give them opportunities outside of just Sunday morning on the platform to succeed. And I have learned so much from my fellow teammates when when they're the ones leading the devotional and they're putting their two cents in. And I'm like, wow, I never thought of it that way. Right. right. Um, or then when we're talking about game film review and, and and we're discussing, hey, when 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 we open up our arms, there's that's a that physical act of surrender. And like other people are, are contributing to this. It's the discussions and mm-hmm. you know, of, of the trainings that, that, that we're talking about that is really developing the team. I'm just sort of facilitating it. Right. I'm just kind of traffic cop. OK, we're going to do this and then this and you know kind of lining everything up. And so how I judge a great worship team is is how they
0: rehearse. I really do, like, and it's I, not by this. It's not. It's not. It's also not the size of the worship team that matters either. Not at all. Not
1: at all. Right. At I mean. You,
0: I mean. You could have two people. You know, Sister Betty on the on the piano, and mm-hmm. you know, you you on the on the guitar, and with the vocal mm-hmm. mic. I mean, it doesn't matter the size of the worship team. The the principles all. all still apply. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So that leads me into the, my, my question for you, you know, when we consider all of the resources that we have available to us nowadays, right? I mean, 15, 20 years ago, we didn't have this kind of resource information, Mm -hmm. but when we consider all the things that we have right now to train worship leaders, you know, between having YouTube university or some sort of, you know, online Udemy class, or maybe just taking a, a conference or something in that nature, maybe even a college courses that you're able to take at a community school. What, what really sets worship team coach above the rest? What puts you guys ahead to giving that particular amount of information what what drives that
1: yeah well we just feel like there's there's opportunity right now because if someone graduates high school they can go to liberty they can go to cedarville they can go to you know these universities now who have like worship arts programs and and they're actually doing what we're doing now right uh 20 years ago if you went you know to, to to one of those schools it was probably more just like choral conducting right and mm-hmm. old, old school SATB, piano, mm-hmm. organ, that type of stuff. And now like we've gone from that as like the, you know, the music ministry, right? That was probably the title back in the day to now it's the the worship leader or the worship arts pastor or, or whatever. And there's a lot more responsibility, right? And so we we were given a lot of, you know, just just platform time in terms of like being able to lead a church, but not everybody who is leading a, leading a church from a platform has, you know, like the right theology. They don't have the right leadership training, but they're just kind of expected to do that. And now they have to run a band, right? An actual band. Oh, and they have to do live stream on <laughs> their camera crews and all this the production yeah. stuff that like it just kind of gets thrust upon the worship leader. And so we, we we really exist to be able to you know equip our team members to help out with that. And it's not just a, hey, I want to delegate everything so I don't have to do anything. It's like, no, it's not about that. Okay mm-hmm. how many people can we develop how many people can we multiply how many people can you know we, we recruit to to then go and do what we do here because there's going to be a day for everybody right? right and and we want them to be able to, to be able to you know equip them to 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 launch maybe something else maybe maybe they they move because of a job change but maybe they're able to still be a part of a team down the road because of things that 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 we've taught right, right. And so the, there's a big gap an, edu- an education gap of of like how to actually run a band right that's different and you know like i said i'm classically trained my degree is in music education but right. running a running a worship band completely different you know i'm not just this isn't just you know high school choir or band or anything like that it's it's a different skill right. set and you know I, i've even had other colleagues who've gone to you know conservatories that they can't run a band because it's you you're 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 running people right if if that makes mm-hmm. sense and and it's not just SATB, hey, everybody follow me. We're, we're following exactly what the anthem sheet music says, you know, that that type of stuff. And so, there's again, there's the people aspect of it, whereas, like, 15, 20 years ago, you didn't have that.
0: Right. And, and yeah, so now it's didn't. like,
1: how, how do I develop people? How do I actually – because I don't care what the title is of the person, like, kind of facilitating all the worship. They're a pastor. Like, they are shepherding people every right. single week, right, and they have to shepherd their team first. Yeah, absolutely. Right, absolutely. So we're just held to a higher standard, and you know, as, as worship people, and so we we supply not just resources and stuff like that, but just just the coaching. I mean, we kind of have this phenomenon now where everybody agrees, like, oh yeah, I need a mentor. Yeah, I need a coach, but then nobody wants to pay for it, right? And, <laughs> and it's like that doesn't make sense, bro.
0: All Links right. in the description. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> i, I just, just being real. And so when when I first found you know, the coaching program, I just started paying for it out of pocket. I did. I, you know, it was, it was at a, you know, a church that might not have seen the value in like actually putting dollars towards investing in their people. Right. I get that. It's, it's tough. It's tough in ministry, You're working with budgets and boards and getting approval from stuff. I get it. I wasn't going to let the finances hold up, you know, my team because mm-hmm. I know that when the leader gets better, the team gets better. And right. so I started investing in it personally. Like we just made it work. Like I just had to pick up some extra hours or whatever. We're going to do it. And then uh, my leadership at the time came to me and said like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I got this, this coaching call. And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I'm getting coached. They're like, you have a coach? I'm like, oh yeah. And they're like, who's paying for that? I'm like, me? And they're like, how much does that cost? And I told them to like, well, we should be paying for that. I'm like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what, a, what a great budget pitch. What right? a great <laughs> budget pitch. <laughs> Is it working? <laughs> yes. Who's paying for it? I am. We, we should yeah, be doing that. You got to make it. it happen. And,
1: and so I, I just know that there are a lot of other people out there who, who wish they could like get some coaching. And sure. so my, my real role is, is really just kind of working with that church's leadership and, and explaining like, Hey, we, we have to be able to invest in our people. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Because I just know like how long the search process is to find that right person to be the worship pastor or whatever. And it's like, man, if we could just invest in the people that are already a part of our culture that, ha- that are already a good fit, that's everything. And, and how awesome it would be if we had, you know, 10 to 12 people who could lead on a Sunday morning instead of just one hot
0: shot? Right. Right. Well, that that, that delegation piece is a key is a key mm-hmm. factor there. So, well, let me let me ask you about some some of the, the processes and things that you guys go through. Right. So um, I've seen I've went through and looked at a lot of the the content you guys had. Thank you again for giving me the ability to take a look at all that all good. so much. Yeah. And um, part of that is the renovate. Program that you guys are are trying to push out, which I think is going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but can you give me just a basic, like, quick shot rundown of what that all does and how does it how does it help benefit the leaders? Because it's all about systems, is, mm-hmm. is my understanding, right?
1: Yeah. So systems. So my kind of acronym for that is save yourself some time, energy, and money. Right. Ooh, That's what okay. a system does. Right. Now we all we all use systems. We just might not know if they're good or not. Right. Right. We have a system for everything and and so we like again that's the, the like the not so flashy stuff right uh the people would say the not so sexy stuff of worship right that's like <laughs> like there's the, the mundane stuff right and so we know that the, these systems really are a reflection of what the ministry is and so we, we try to just you know, put things in place for people that again save them time energy and money but stuff that like they don't need to be focusing on or, or, or like spending time on. So we've talked mm-hmm. about that, kind of like an onboarding process. Uh, an- another you know, process would be like song selection. Right. A lot of people, that's that's what they're doing. The majority of the week is like they're just they're they're scheduling people and they're scheduling songs. Mm-hmm. Right. But they don't have time to pour into people. And so we have resources right. that I know save people four and five hours a week. And so then they're able to use those four or five hours to actually, you know, work on the ministry instead of in the ministry. Like, Mm -hmm. there's a difference, I know, yeah, there's a big difference who, who just wish they, Oh man, I wish we could have a worship team retreat or I wish we could just go and play mini golf as a team, but there's no way it's going to happen because we have to spend all of our time on the music. Right. Right. And and that type of stuff. And so like, again, these systems that we play, we put in place, you know, just again, helps the team, you know, take ownership instead of it all having to fall on one person's shoulders to get everything done. Cause there's just too many hats to wear. And and we're not all all great at every hat that we have to wear. Uh right. and so we look at you know, what do you do well? What do you do not so well, who on your team could step up to do this, like where do we need some coaching? But when it comes to, to the systems, right, everybody should be able to to, to use the system. And you know, re- regardless of, of age or experience or, or anything like that, but it, it's a lot of it is planning. Mm-hmm. Right. Planning out, hey, you know, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Christmas in July. We're gonna plan that stuff out. Right. We know how many Sundays we're going to have. Right. So like how many songs are we going to rotate? What did we do last year? What worked well? Those types of things. But breaking down, you know, like what is the most effective way to do this? Right. And I yes. guess we, we just have these and it's a lot of content. It, re, it really is. But just kind of we believe there are eight ministry systems that we all use. That's why it's called it Renovate. Right. Kind of the, the fancy marketing thing uh, on on that with the with the eight number uh, on there. But so anywhere from, like I said, song selection to recruitment, to onboarding, to you know, actually you know, teaching people how to arrange. Right. Uh, music, because I, I guarantee you know, a lot of live streams that, that I watch, it's just everybody singing every single note the whole time. On. Everybody's playing. It's just a blob of noise. Come on. Right? yep. that's all that is. And yep. so getting people to realize like, oh, we could start out with one vocalist and then we could layer a couple more at the chorus. Wow. <laughs> right. We're just simple. And, yeah. Simple nuts and bolts of of arranging and and develop even just understanding like the sonic spectrum. Right. That, like, you know, the the keyboard player doesn't need to be playing 10 fingers all the time, you know, those Mm -hmm. those types of things. But, you know, pouring into those people to get them to understand, like, oh, there's a lot that goes into this, right? Yeah. Uh, Or then even just like, you know, segues and transitions. Like, transitions happen whether you plan them or not. They're going to happen, right? Right. How how do we get on the platform? How do we get off the platform? Who's coming up to speak? Who's doing the host role? Like, who's going to turn that microphone on? Like, all those segues. And again, that doesn't take any talent, that just takes preparation.
0: Right. And and so we have
1: a lot of just kind of done for you resources of like, hey, let's plug in kind of like your order of worship. And then how do we get from each element? Right. What segue are we going to use? Are we going to use a prayer? Is is there going to be a a bumper video? Is somebody coming up? You you know, whatever. All those all those transitions and really putting things on paper and being like, hey, is this the best flow? Right. Right. Yeah. And, then, and then communicating that with a senior pastor of like, hey, what do you think about this? Like, you know, th- this song could work really well if we flow this into this thing. But you're kind of speaking on this. You're just so all all those those planning things, but just getting everybody on the same page. And those those are all systems. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So that's what our renovate course is. Just it's, okay. it's systems that we use for ministry.
0: Yeah, it seems very in depth. And, and there's a lot of personal things with it where people um you know like you said we're unconscious that we use systems all the time and but and i can tell you that my wife uh took a, a good portion of your guys's courses um a while back and she she started implementing some of those things and there's been a lot of tightness that has occurred um in the group you know not not just in like the direction of the of the actual worship ministry but then you know relationally those things actually tie you closer together too yep. like they bring Correct. you in you know, you're going on vacations together or <laughs> the whole stage is gone. There's no right. one on the worship team there because you mm-hmm. are on vacations. Mm-hmm. But, and that's happened to us several times, but um, it's one of those things, but you talked about transitions. Um, and I know you were talking about, you know, on off offstage, transitioning songs, you know, welcome worship time, whatever. But I want to talk about a different transition. So it sounds like the, not just renovate, but this is a system and this is a program that you can take with you regardless of where you're at. Like you can actually implement this in multiple different churches um, as if, you know, as your ministry changes or when you leave one church to go pastor at another church um, or do ministry in another church, you're able to take these systems. So that's an ingraining thing that I'm hearing, right? Like, so, Mm -hmm. so all of that, that brings not only, and what I'm seeing, it not only brings like stability to the worship leader, but even when the worship leader or the, you know, the media pastor leaves that still adds stability into into the worship team until they have an interim or they find somebody to replace right mm-hmm. so that whole stability thing i think is probably the one thing that i'm like more honed in on because it there's a lot of worship ministries out there and there's a little, you know and i don't even think matt just you know as i'm talking with you i don't even think this just goes to worship no right i i think this like this is a field thing like it it's it's you're putting this into the entire battalion of your worship team, your worship arts team, your media structure. Like mm-hmm. these things not only apply to the guy and girl standing on the front of the stage leading and then leading the people who are doing the drums or whatever, mm-hmm. but it also applies to the people in the behind the scenes. Absolutely. Because because a lot of times that same person is operating both roles. Mm-hmm. And, if, and if they're not like with my wife and I, we're not like I handle that side of the puzzle. She handles the front worship side oh, of the puzzle. Nice. And we work together in that regard, but there's like, I can see how this actually flows into every aspect of a minister and how they would actually go about structuring everything. So that leads me to this next question. We have talked before you and I about mindsets, mm-hmm. right? We know it's like, everybody's got a mindset. Everybody's got a, butt. everybody's got a mindset. Right. And that's where I'm leading into like this thought process of like, how does worship team coach actually reset that mindset more? So, you know, we've talked about this, about the church's mindset over a longer period of like how those people begin to implement that system, mm-hmm. but also how do they effectively, you know, take a worship team on a course correction and what does that mindset change actually look like? Like how do they change the focus and how does worship team coach bring that into alignment? Yeah, well, let me use another sports analogy here. So obviously we're in Ohio, so
1: you know Buckeyes, O H I O. O H I O. Yeah, let's go. Uh, although I will use a different coach for this example. So let's—I <laughs> mean, let's be real. Let's look at Nick Saban. Okay. He's—he's right? he's been at schools like you know, uh, like Toledo and you know Michigan State and LSU and Alabama, right? But it's all about Nick Saban's systems, right? that's how you know if it's an effective system, if you can go to different places and it still work. Right. Right. And so, you know, Sabin and, you know, Davo Sweeney and all these guys, they're big on culture, right. On they're big on developing, you know, young men, right. For, for the, not just, you know, on the field, but off the field, they're, they're develop, developing them for life. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of the, the, the approach that we use, but from day one, that first practice, that first, you know, weightlifting session that Nick Saban or, or you know these other just amazing coaches have, you know, they're, they're talking about culture right away. Right. And so that's that's the approach we take. So when we when we work with a with a with a church, with a with a worship leader, with a with a team member, you know, one of the first questions we ask is like, hey, what's what's the vision for the worship team? Mm hmm. Right. And they're like, well, and then they try to give me a Sunday school answer. Right. And I'm like, no, man. Like, <laughs> Sunday good, school answer. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and
0: <laughs> Jesus, the Bible, the Holy right. Spirit. Right. <laughs> yeah. Communion.
1: Right. Yeah. Like, right. And I'm like, no, what's what, what's the vision for the worship team? And and they, they just take a minute to kind of respond. And then right. I say, okay. Then I get senior pastor or lead pastor or whatever, whoever that person is. I get them on the horn and I say, Hey, what's what's your vision for the worship team?
0: And, and what do, do you find? Different. What, what do, do you find as answer?
1: Uh, so, you know, it depends on <laughs> it depends on the sometimes the age of the senior pastor that I'm talking to. Because sure. I got this baby face, and people think like, "Who's this young punk talking to me about like vision, you know, and stuff like that?" You know, like I've got all this John MacArthur training, whatever. You know, uh, that's, <laughs> that's usually kind of the vibe I, I get from somebody. Uh, and you know, a, a lot of times we'll get the answer, you know, of, of like the Great Commission and stuff like that, right? Or, right. You know, I'll get. Uh, you know, hey, our our role is to you know you know admonish one another by you know singing that type of stuff. Uh, but very rarely do I get someone that'll say, you know, our mission is to develop people, right? Mm-hmm. So that we can you know have them lead other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so that that's, that's 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 a critical question. I have them actually do this experiment um, in in like a rehearsal. I'll have it's old school. I'll have the leader get out a dry erase board. And write that question on the board. What's the vision for the worship team? Right, and then you just kind of popcorn answer it from your team, right? And and then you develop what that vision is going to really be, and then yeah. everything points to that vision. So it's like, hey, if, if if our vision is you know to to equip and empower people, something like that, right? Okay, how do we do? Right. How do we equip and how do we empower people? So everything you know points to the, to to the to the to the mission, right? Um, and and then we we ask the question of like, hey, how do we fit into that? and a lot of times like I have to just do some consulting with like the worship person and the senior pastor cuz sometimes they are not aligned right yeah. and and that 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 partnership has to be just 100% together
0: well yeah if you don't have a yeah. solid if you don't have solid leadership behind your leadership yeah just, if you don't have somebody who's, like, willing to step up behind you 100% or if you are at odds with that individual, especially if, you, you know, we all are under a covering in leadership, mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that really does stren- yeah. a strenuous amount of activity. It's, it's yeah, never going to work. I, I, I look at it kind of like, as, you know, the the senior pastor,
1: lead pastor, whatever title it is, uh, they're kind of like, you know, their head coach. And then the worship yeah. person is kind of like offensive coordinator.
0: You yeah, know? the OC. Uh, right. on, yeah. On,
1: on, on that. It's, and it's, it's really important, like, but we have to understand who's calling the plays here, right? Um, on that, which, which is big. So we, we asked that question of like, Hey, what's, what's the vision for the worship team? And then I'll have um, the worship person ask the the lead pastor, Hey, so how do I fit into that vision? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. what is my role for that? And really just getting clear expectations from leadership of what they should be doing.
0: Right. Exactly. And, and then you're they setting they a precedent ahead. on it. Yeah. You're, you're, Absolutely. you're setting the precedent on it. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a, there's a, there's a problem sometimes in, in ministry, um, whether you're a leader in a ministry or you're ai uh, don't want to say subservient in the ministry, but maybe you're just a volunteer. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a, there's a, a, like overcasted understanding, like people just don't, they don't, they don't like that. You know, yeah. the precedent has to be set. They don't know what they're supposed to do and then, or what direction they're supposed to take or how they're supposed to manipulate something, especially if you're fresh out of college, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe this is just your second go around and your first mm-hmm. one didn't didn't go so hot right you know, and yeah. it's one of those it's one of those things so yeah so t- take me through the like, give me an understanding like i'm a student of mm-hmm. yours right i'm going in like give me a, a quick breakdown of what the time frame is like what size church is this for how do you like what is the the process that an individual student would go through with you in a consultation really quickly just give me the outline of how this works yeah so when we're meeting with somebody for the first time we do a just a
1: 15 minute old school phone call like not even Zoom. Like I'm just on the phone with them, right? Right. Them. And we talk. We a, talk rot- about-
0: a rotary phone, right? Yeah. A rot- right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with 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 the thirty foot extension cord <laughs> going go. going yeah, to the wall, yeah. right?
1: Maybe maybe we might have wireless. You know, it might be, <laughs> you know, be in the backyard and still get it connected. okay. There you go. You, so got we, it. you know, we, we, we call. I just feel like it's a little bit more informal, right? Because right. people don't know me and they're kind of like, ah, oh, this is uh, I know people are already a little bit um just nervous about like okay, I'm calling for like a coaching consultation. Like it feels weird. Right. Uh, But we, we make it just very relaxed. It's 15 minutes and we talk about three things, right? We talk about the future, like where, where would you like the ministry to be in the next year to 18 months? Right. And so we kind of do that vision casting, like we dream big. Right. And then we talk about how things are now, like the reality, where are things at? Are people prepared? Are they engaging? Does it look like they want to be there? You know, those types of questions. And then we look at what are some of the obstacles that could be in the way of us getting to that future team, 12 to 18 months from now, mm-hmm. right? So we kind of develop, just develop that plan. And then, well, you know, we would talk about what resources that we can provide to help get that plan because each church is slightly different. However, we know that like systems work across the board. Right. And so for, for, for one church that maybe, you know, say they're, they're under hundred, which is a lot of churches are right. And right. maybe they don't have a, a staff person, right. Then like our, our intensive coaching program is not going to be for them. Huh. That person's working a job and just trying to get through Sunday, right? right? This, I mean, we have like this. It's it's intensive coaching, and we're getting real, and you know, we're we're keep, keeping each other accountable and that type of stuff. And there's there's time that they have to put in uh, for that coaching program, or it's just a, a waste of the investment financially. Mm-hmm. It, right. Mm-hmm. So we we could offer something like our you know our worship workshop series, which is bite sized video training content. That we, uh, you know, we actually encourage people to to watch as a team, and right. then they can discuss it. However, there there are opportunities where people can kind of have their own login and go at their own pace and that type of stuff, you know, which which is fine. But it depends on what the church needs, and you know, if it's going to be a good fit, because we're not the best fit for everybody. We we get that. Right. You know, a lot of times someone will call me and they'll say like, "Hey, we're trying to get, you know, we're trying to match up Ableton to talk with Pro Presenter and to do all stuff like that's not us." It's not like we can help with some of that stuff, but we're not the you know we're not the people that's gonna you know come out on site and and rewire their PA.
0: Like <laughs> right? Yeah, you need an AVL guy for that. Yeah,
1: right. That's 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 Jake Goslin, right? You know, that's that's, that's, that's there. That's you a, go. A over there, right? And he's a master at that stuff. He really is. But if if you want to develop people, and and, and you want those people to be able to develop other people, right? Uh, then 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 that's that's who we are and that's what we do. We like my my biggest. My biggest thing is preventing burnout from people because a lot right. of times someone will call me and they're they're already burnt out like they're already done like this. Like yeah. sometimes I'm the last, you know, last call. I'm like, look, if we don't change something like I'm walking away from ministry. <laughs> right. Stuff like well, that.
0: And burnout is, is definitely I mean, when you get to the end of that wick, mm-hmm. it takes you to discouragement, to depression, mm-hmm. to an anxiety thing. And yep. then you end up making irrational decisions based on those things. And I would know because I've been yeah. in that boat many, <laughs> many times. So yeah, absolutely. Well, man, I, I have maybe a couple of little other questions. One, like one other question for you. Okay. Um, and where can we find Worship Team Coach? Yeah. So worshipteamcoach.com, right? Or worshipworkshop.com.
1: And you can, you click on either of those links and you will put another link in the description just to, to book a 15 minute call with me. it will be a free call. And we'll just talk about those three things. Again, number one, where would you like the ministry to be in a year to 18 months? Mm-hmm. Where is that now? And what are some possible hurdles that could be in the way? And so we're to you know, just kind of jump over the hurdles before they're even there uh, t- t- type of thing. So that's, that's how you get a hold of us, worshipteamcoach.com, worshipworkshop.com. Fantastic. And are you on any social media channels? Yeah, we're on Facebook on there uh, as, as well. And we're on, we're on you know, some of our stuffs on YouTube. Um, and, and we love technology. We want to embrace that as much as possible. Uh, but again, where ministry is messy. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I, I tell people all the time, hey, the best part of ministry is the people. Yes, and the worst part of ministry is the people. The people, right? right? Exactly. uh, (laughs) Kind of tongue in cheek there, but we, we, like I said, we want to embrace technology, but still, we're we're developing people. So that's why we start with just a simple phone call.
0: All right. Yeah. Right. Develop that relationship.
1: It is, and it is because it's so relationship based. And we know that if we don't give people the opportunity to weigh in, they're never going to buy it. Oh yeah, exactly. And and people are going to be resistant to change. Exactly. People are afraid of what they don't know and don't understand. And right. so people are going to have shields up when they hear worship team coach. No, we're fine, man. We, we, we crank out Sundays all the time. We don't need any of this stuff. Well, all your is <laughs> <primer>. on
0: full. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and Defense so we, mode pops up and everybody gets right. to gets back to their own mindset and being like, right. yeah, hey, you know, it's just well, and There's a lot. Of, there's a lot to be said about ego driven issues, too. So oh, And
1: again, I say that because I was that guy. I really was like, man, it's all about me, bro. You know, like we good. Like I, I can just I can just do this. Right. And it's not, right. it's, you know, the. The rock star mentality is just kind of the worst mentality you can have. Um, yeah, it's like my my dream for every worship team, including including you know the, the one that I'm leading right now, is for a first time guest to walk into the church, and look at what's happening on the platform, and they would really have to think hard of like, okay, who's on staff here? Who's, mm, who's yeah all this right? Yeah. If they're if it takes like three or four songs for them to finally figure out like who that person might be or whatever, then that's a win. Right. It is- Because we can teach people how to do things, but they have to be coachable and we have to be coachable. And so we have to be able to take the time to invest, to build great teams so we can't help but have great Sundays.
0: Right. Right. And it helps to know musically as well how to do things. (laughs) Absolutely. It really does. Guys, listen, I'm not we're not holding back a punch there. like, Yeah. You can't just walk up and start saying, "You know how to play guitar, don't know how to play guitar. right. And so, yeah, it.
1: again, but that's a process, right, right? It's a process. join the worship team, right. So what do you have in place?
0: You know how right. can you say no as soon as possible? right? Say go right. no to the person who can't play. I I, yeah, you know, I don't really have a lot of that problem because I'm right. pretty much like, let's just get a warm body up here right now. I'll yeah. teach you how to play. just hey, I mean play. psalm thirty three <laughs> three is pretty specific of play yes. skillfully unto the Lord skillfully. Yes. Well, there's some of us who are still developing those skills. So.
1: Yeah. I understand that, you know, sometimes we just have to make a joyful noise people. And and, <laughs> and I get that. I, re- I, I really do. Uh, I get that. But, but we can develop that. And but again, having systems in place for, hey, how do we how do we you know, train this person up to then be able to be on the platform? Maybe it's not a no. Maybe it's just a not now. Right. Absolutely. Not yet. absolutely. And so how do you say that? How do you have those critical conversations right. with people? We have the yeah. systems to make that happen. Yeah.
0: All good stuff, man. Matt, it's been an awesome pleasure having you here today. And I'm so grateful for your time. And I'm glad that you are doing well. And I hope that you continue to do well. And we'll we'll keep this conversation uh, alive more and more. We'll keep talking together. and, and, And hopefully we'll have Matt come on board with a live show uh, episode with us that we're oh, be cool. working just hey, this is an exclusive right now <laughs> that we're working on a uh, actual live show for our Facebook group for live streaming for churches. So if you don't know what that Facebook group looks like, or if you've never been into it, we we're agnostic when it comes to the fact that you're a church, you just be a church. I don't care what denomination you're with. Just join the Facebook group. We love to help people in there and, and it'll help out get you some more training. And we're going to put content like this, in there very soon. So again, Matt, thank you for joining me, man. I appreciate it. Cool. Thanks, Gary, man. Appreciate you, buddy. Thanks, man. Thanks, bud. I appreciate you, too. All right. Listen, friends, this has been another installment of the BoxCast podcast, and I am incredibly grateful for Matt joining us. But I also want to say we're incredibly thankful for you as well. Without you, without views, without people telling us what we're doing in the content, without the church world saying, hey, we like or we don't like something, we cannot continue Uh, to do this without your support and your help. So I'm asking you that if you've watched this video, if you've made it to the end, fantastic. Thank you so much. I'm asking that you like this content, you hit that subscribe button and you share this content out because it is because of you that BoxCast has decided that we wanna take this direction. We wanna help you, the user, not only with BoxCast, but with all kinds of production, all kinds of ministry related things. And so we're bringing thought leaders on who could help make that happen. So if you like this stuff, please do those things. Like, comment, subscribe, and of course, share. And again, thank you for joining me. And I, as always, cannot wait to see you on the next video. Happy streaming, friends.